twohomos.com. It's not a porn site. We just like the name. So we're back from our trip. We're back from the AIDS life cycle. We just got back Sunday, and I think we had a great time. I'm, I wasn't just so sure that Roxanne was having a great time in the beginning of the week, but we'll get to that. But I knew, I knew from the minute we took off that this was going to be a great trip. From the cab ride to get to the airport to the time we actually went through airport security, it was just, it started out unbelievable already. Yeah, I brought the uh, digital recorder because that's kind of, that's something that helps me keep my train of thought and to uh, remember certain things. I, I think that the uh, the cab ride, the guy that showed up was, he was in a rush because he had another fare that he had to go pick up and he was having us hustle big time. And what is the uh, the mileage, like 35 on the streets? And I think he was doing like 55 or 60, it felt like. Yeah, I was holding on to those Jesus handles. And the funny thing about cabs in LA is in New York, you know, you just go outside your house and you hail a cab, you know, or you go to a busy street and you hail a cab whenever you want one. They're moving around all the time. In LA, you actually have to call the cab and tell them to come pick you up. But, thought- but he was right on time at least. Oh, he was, to- he was actually early. Yeah. We had uh, Rick, who's my old roommate, he came over and was going to watch the monsters for us. So I typed up all the notes and stuff that he needs. So, you know, he's got the emergency number, the vet number, and so forth. We're kind of like, I guess, parents when they leave, and you have to leave instructions for your babysitters. Yeah, so Roxanne had post-it notes all over the dog's food. This is Kenya's food, and this is Bosco's food, and this is Lulu's food. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass. When we got to the airport, what I thought was uh, interesting is as soon as we got out, we gave him the tip and so forth. That he's, as he's loading the luggage out, in front of me, I see a, a woman getting out of a truck. Now, that's not, you know, that's common in Los Angeles, but it wasn't just your normal everyday woman. That's this right. was super lesbian woman. That's right. We were out dyke spotting. Yeah. The the gaydar went off and you're like, oh my gosh. So then I always do the clang, whisper. Clang, clang, clang. Yeah, I do the whisper, Virginia. Psst, there's a homo. And then we take a look. Right. We look at the corner of our eye. We don't want to be too suspicious. Meanwhile, she's probably doing the same thing. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's telling her girlfriend, oh, those creepy girls are staring at me. Yeah. You know, we're checking her out. I'm like, oh boy, you know, so there's a lesbian, you know, because you, you have that little bond thing, so you kind of know, but you don't want to look too hard because you don't want her thinking that you're hitting on her and you're some sort of pervert. Right, so we try and get away from her as soon as possible. So we get the luggage and then we go through the Sky Cab because I like that. I, I don't like to wait in line at the Southwest. And Virginia tried to convince me to go inside, but I was so confident the outside's better because usually the inside's screwed. So she went inside and I think she already checked her stuff because there's no line inside and the Sky Cabs were the outside. No, no, no. I stood out there in line with you, remember? Because we no, saw- I was referring to the, the super lesbian. Oh, but... I know you were with me. Yeah, on, on the line for the Sky Cap, though, one thing that we saw was the mother and daughter and their best <gasps> friend, and they all oh, had... No. They yeah. were clones. They were the straight clones. When, you're, when your mom is, like, 60, and then, like, you're 30, and then you have a daughter that's 15, you shouldn't be wearing the same shoes. Right, and they were wearing these bejeweled sandals. It looks like something you can buy from Toys R Us and make. At least that's my impression. But what do I know? I'm a lesbian, so who's to say so after we go in there we go get cash at the atm and we get the money for the for the week and then we think we've ditched the lesbian yeah so sure enough we we go into the security line and lo and behold look who's in front of us is is our friend super lesbian now i'm not talking like super isn't super hot i mean she wasn't you know offensive or ugly or whatever it was just you knew i mean sometimes there are some women that you don't know if they're gay or not some of them you you look at the walk and you're like they might be and maybe there's the haircut but this woman i think you could have no gaydar and know she was a lesbian 
Right, exactly. So she goes through the little security thing where they scan you for metal objects and scissors and things like that, toenail clippers. And of course the, the thing beeps and goes off, so security guard sends her back through, starts asking her, you know, do you have anything metal in your pockets or do you have a big old belt buckle on or something like that? And Roxanne and I just looked at each other. Because, I mean, I know that she looked like a lesbian, but I would never think of asking someone going, so, uh... Do you have a big old, you know, dikey belt buckle on there? I mean, that's what it seemed like. And when he, when he said, you know, you know, do you have any metal on you, like a, a belt buckle? I looked at Virginia. I said, like a big oh. belt buckle. Yeah, and I said, no, he didn't just say that. We almost fell out. It was all I could do to like bite the inside of my mouth. So I wouldn't start laughing. So then Virginia and I, you know, we we get through. She gets through, and I'm putting the shoes on or whatever the heck it is. And and uh, Virginia's like, did you give her a card? Yeah, you because know, she wanted me to give her a two homos card. Because Virginia that day she had, I, I bought her a shirt that was a two homos shirt. It's just one that I that I had made and. So she's got it, you know, twohomos.com, and it's a picture of a of a lady that's uh, all in red as an angel, and all in red on the other side that's a devil. So it's kind of cute. It's you know, it's it's a homemade shirt, not with sparkles or anything like that. It's one that you actually go and pay for. Although I wouldn't have minded some jewels on it. <laughs> Next time, maybe maybe we can go to the to the toy store where they got the shoe stuff made at, and we can attach that to your shirt. Oh, I can get a bedazzler. There you go. But um, what ended up happening is is that you know I you know I didn't really talk to the lady. Virginia was still hungry. So she went to go do something, and the lady's on the same flight as we were. Of course she was. And, you know, I picked up the uh, Los Angeles Times, and I started reading that, because I need to find out what's going on in the world before I get totally disconnected of what's going on, and for fear of what might happen if we're going to get into some sort of, you know, additional war. You know, I, I need to be aware of what's going on, what policies are being made. You know, is, is my mayor getting a divorce or not? I mean, important things. These are things you got to know. Is he getting a divorce? I hadn't known that. Yeah, Villarigosa, um, he and his wife separated, and she's in the governor's mansion, and he's moved back to his regular house that's in Mount Washington. Oh. Which is, I mean, I know this is a total sidetrack, but you know what? It's the fucking governor. His ass should be in the governor's house because that's what we paid for, and let her go to the Mount Washington house. I, I don't understand why you would separate that. Right. Hey, g- didn't Gavin Newsom, the mayor of San Francisco, recently separate from his wife? Maybe Gavin and Villarigosa can get together. It, probably Gavin. He's a handsome man. He's probably nailing Villarigosa's wife. Yeah, they just a pretty hot lady. couple. Yeah, well, I meant the two guys. But. Oh, okay. So, anyways, we we uh, hop on as as we're on the as we're getting ready for the plane. You know, I gave the lady the the newspaper because she got yelled at. She went to grab someone else's newspaper. She wasn't going to buy a newspaper. Oh, that's right. Because when I sat down, you had gone somewhere. I came back to sit down, and she leans over the chair, and I'm looking at the corner of my eye. Oh my God, why is she coming at me? And she, she goes hand- to lick your face. Yeah, <laughs> she handed me the newspaper and said, "Thank you." I was like, "My." girlfriend's been flirting with this bitch i knew it yes super homo right the other thing that we're discussing is as we're going to be doing the flight is that virginia and i we have two different jobs on the ride yeah on the ride my job is i'm going to be working out i guess and i'm going to use the wrong terminology and slang because i'm still new at this it's been a long time that i can say that i was a virgin you're a noob yeah but i was a virgin at that time period yeah so all the different word wording, I, I don't know. But basically, I'm working out in the field. So I'm working where the where the cyclists are riding at, and then you have an in-camp job. You, you were on the road, and my job was in camp. I know, but I'm talking about just other things, not yours. Yours is completely different. Yeah. You weren't part of Tina's gang or, or Beth's gang. You're your own little thing. Right. So what ended up happening is is my job was to be out and and be part of support for the cyclists as they're riding. If, if something happens, we're there. It's called the sweep crew because we'll pick you up and take you to the next pit stop. If it's for mechanical issues, if it's for medical issues, because they had bike techs and they had medical at each of the main drop sites, or not drop sites, each of the main rest stops. You know, it was really nice because I, I, I enjoyed it. 
And then the other thing also, I have to tell you, one of our friends, Erin, was riding the uh, ride. And after seeing some of these hills, I didn't give her nearly enough money. Yeah. There's no way. I mean, I'm sitting on my butt. And I mean, you know, I put in long hours, but I didn't ride 484 miles. 545 miles. Sorry, the dyslexic in me. Yeah, you just cut out like a day and a half. Yeah. Well, some people rode 484. Yeah, you're right. But um, it was absolutely amazing. So my that that's what my job entailed is is helping people out, which you really feel good because you're making a difference and helping these people that really bust their butt. But mine is every day on the ride that I'm there. Virginia's job was a little bit different. My job was in camp. Now you know my job was really mostly just to sit on my fat ass and crack jokes all day and crack people up. But I did learn some new skills. I was I was the site manager, so I would help set up the campsites, deal with all the vendors coming in to set up the big tents. But it was that. It was every other day that I would see Virginia. So she started working, you know, the first the first night that I saw her, because I would see her in the evenings, was Saturday night. Yeah, you saw me actually Sunday saw night. Okay, so then... Because I, I left Saturday morning, so I left the day in advance to help set up the campsite, and then I'm there when everybody gets into camp on the next day. So Sunday night was first night you saw me. But it would be like, so it would be Sunday, and then Tuesday, then Thursday, and then I did get to see you Friday, or no, Saturday. Yeah, you actually saw me Monday morning, and then you saw me Wednesday. And then you saw me Wednesday morning, and then, oh, I skipped a day. Well, whatever. You're you only Basic- saw me every, every, uh, right. every other day. So that was the gist. So every other day I would see her because she was one campsite ahead, and then when we'd pull into town, it would be set up. And then, you know, so I was trying to explain that part. Right. So that was my job, but I learned lots of new things on my job this year. This was the first time I did that job, even though I've been on the event. I think this was my 13th time on the event. But, but you should explain what you, what you you know, did that, you know, that you're the liaison and, you know, whatever. Oh, I just did. Yeah, I helped set up the campsite. All the vendors come in, you know, with the trucks and the porta-potties and everything like that. So I, uh, but I did learn new things. Phone I lines. learned. What? Phone lines and electrical. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah, I commit, I watch the uh, phone installers install the phone lines i'm thinking that very technical i'm thinking now that she knows how to do that she better take care of the shit at home too right so anyway i'm happy you're writing someone a check anyway so one of the things i learned last sunday was i learned how to drive a forklift look at you i know it's not so unusual in fact i told some people i said look lesbian on a forklift somebody take a picture and they're like of what that happens every day. Well, now that I know that, that you're able to do that, maybe I should get you a big belt buckle so when you're the big old lesbian, the super lesbian, they can tell you to take off your big belt buckle and I'll have a big forklift for you. Yeah, on Wednesday, I actually moved about 22 porta-potties halfway across the campsite. So I was all that on the forklift. I was ready to drive that thing back from Paso Robles because that's where we were at that point, all the way back to L.A. I wasn't going to get off it. Do you want one for Christmas is what you're trying to tell me or for your birthday? Yeah. Sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So someone mentioned later on that we should You'll be the vice president of forklifts. Right. Someone mentioned later on that we should have taken a picture of me on the forklift, and that could have been our Christmas card to everyone. See, what I was thinking is, as she was out doing the forklift things, one of the things that we were joking around, because I, I'm going to see her every other day, is that some people, not everybody, but some people have ride sex. Virginia, in the past when she was separated from the dead fucking scent and she was like in the hiatus, you know, growing back her hymen and she wasn't having sex with people because she was so scared of, of crazy women. Whoa, um, growing she, back my hymen. <laughs> hey, things happen with cobwebs. Ooh. So as she was doing that, she met a girl on the ride. I did. It was the coldest ride ever. You wouldn't think it'd be cold in California at night, but let me tell you, it was so freaking cold that I was really happy to have someone to share that sleeping bag. So with. what you did in order to keep yourself warm is you put both hands in her, her her vagina and made it a pocket? Yeah, I sure did. Rubbed two sticks together inside there. Yeah. So Virginia had ride sex. Yeah. So, so I'm not going to be seeing her, and we decided to do the princess package because uh, TNA were doing the pr- princess package, and it sounded like a good idea. So what that is... Instead of 
camping at the campsites, what you do is you do your work, you come in, you eat, and then you stay the night in a hotel. And I'm thinking that works great because my back's going to be all jacked up, my neck's going to be sore. And the last thing I really want to do is put together a tent and then lug my shit over to the tent. So, you know, I, I told Virginia this is what I wanted to do. So on the off days, Virginia, you know, Virginia mentioned before, well, you can have ride sex every other night. So I'm thinking it's every other night when she's not there. Because then you would end up having new sex. And she chuckled and laughed. And I mentioned that to someone in the ride. And they were horrified thinking that I was serious about it. However, I did find a girl that was extremely hot that technically I had permission, but I didn't tap that. And uh, she was one of the cyclists that we picked up that got lost on the freeway. It's an emotional thing. She had a medical issue before and no it was not crabs virginia or anything else nasty so she got out on the road late and then i think she was just so tired because this was on day two yeah so i picked her up and she was from los angeles so this is uh i refer to her as brentwood because i remember the the city that she's from i don't remember her name nice and we had two other people from the san francisco area because when when i would pick them up i'm like are you from la or san francisco just to get an idea because you got to know everything about them before they leave your car well no i want to i want to make them feel better because it's it's very upsetting if, if you have to pick them up I mean, most people are not happy if something's not going right. And they've trained so long and so hard to get this thing done. So, you know, I'm thinking, you know, it's my job to kind of make them a little bit happier. That was my thought process behind it. So Brentwood was there, and there's a San Francisco chick. And she's, you know, she does have her card. So I don't know if if you are there. Hello. She has a tattoo on her left arm. So she was in the car and some other girl. And there was a chance because we were so late and so behind that, you know, they might have been taken into camp because it was too late. But because of lunch issues and so forth, they sent us up to lunch. So she was able to ride. So she was very happy. But when she thought she was going to be taken in all the way to camp, Brentwood started to get teary-eyed and cried. Aww. And she had pretty blue eyes. Not as pretty as yours, sweetheart. Thank you. But she had that pretty, was the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> she had pretty blue eyes. And they swelled up. And I felt horrible. And so I had Kleenex and tissue because Virginia said it was going to be emotional. So I gave her, gave her some tissue. So then like the next day or the day after, the San Francisco girl with the tattoo on her arm sees me. And she was talking because there are some more people from San Francisco. And I wasn't really really paying attention and then all I heard her say something about Los Angeles you know LA people so I turned around I'm like what the heck do you mean LA people and then uh, my partner uh, my sweet mar- partner mentioned that my San Francisco friend said that we're a bunch of crybabies so at that point everything stopped so I'm like okay I'm gonna be calling my friends from Los Angeles because they're not gonna believe this stuff you didn't answer your phone nobody in LA did that's because so, we were too busy crying by the side of the road somewhere yeah exactly I'm like we've got some tough women down here and then the other ladies like you know in San Francisco they carry their own shit and they don't need help help or whatever so there's a definite different culture and I mean I guess in some cases Los Angeles people have a preconceived notion of what people in, in San Francisco are like and they definitely do of us yeah well I'll tell you what on the last day in Ventura I broke a nail I cried like a girl you didn't break a nail you tore it I tore a nail I cried like a girl so anyway the event was pretty good we raised over 11 million dollars collectively for AIDS care and education so I think that's something to definitely yeah. be proud of so but I think it's it's 2000 300 riders then 400 and some odd 425 roadies all together did that and that's that's really wonderful even with that i'm i'm signing up for next year i'm gonna do it i, I really enjoyed it and here's the best thing for virginia I, she didn't think i was gonna sign up again no i didn't which there's a different podcast which is gonna be like a nasty one this is the nicer one fair I, warning I, yeah fair warning but it's about an individual it's not about the ride I also was so impressed that I decided that I'm going to, uh, I, I want to do the uh, Los, An- Los Angeles Marathon and do the, uh, ride the bike, not run it, people. I'm not that crazy. And that's a benefit for Virginia because she rides all the time, so I need to build up the miles. Yay, so happy. Roxanne's going to ride her bike with me. I'll be the bitchy one. That's right. I'm <laughs> sure we'll get a lot of future podcasts out of that. Bye. Bye. Bye.